I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, What's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello, Fry. Welcome back to the Survival of Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today going to talk about taxes. Now, I know some of you may be saying right now, you know, Chuck, it's about survival and prepping and, you know, what the hell did taxes have to do with anything? Well, taxes kind of have to do with everything. Um, It kind of all comes down to freedom. And what people don't think about is when somebody takes your money and then gives it back to you in ways that, you know, but they get to decide how you spend it and how you take it. Think about like school taxes where they take your money and then since they're paying for it, they get to decide how to educate your children. You have no say. You have no money left over in order to, you know, do that. Think about your retirement plan. Um Think about, you know, how you invest that, then, you know, people don't have that much control. Um, You invest, but they're going to tax it. They're going to take it and social security, right? So they're going to take it out and they decide how it gets spent. They decide, you know, how much you're going to get back, how they invested it over the years. You know, over and over again, people look at their their income and they're like, shit, I could do a better job investing uh, than the social security program. You know, if I had saved that money, pretty much just gave it back to yourself. You just kept it in the bank. I think you could do better than the social security program. They really do a lousy job. Um, But that's the kind of thing. Your healthcare, right? We're all required to have healthcare. And they decide what type of services that healthcare off, you know, agencies are required to provide, you know, things that we may not agree with, 
but also things that you just think are ridiculous. Like, oh, well, you know, people should be able to get the free sex change or whatever the hell they want, and you're paying for that, and that's part of your plan. Well, that's just stupid, you know, because you don't have any choice or freedom. And, and that's kind of what it comes down to. But I think people don't even realize what the whole, what they pay taxes on, like how mm-hmm. big of a problem it is. People think, well, they take money out of my check and you know, that that's bad, but you know, we all do. I, I like roads. Well, yeah, but it turns out, you know, roads and fire departments that really has very little to do with your uh, income tax. But Kevin, what kind of taxes are we even paying? Like, how how are we getting robbed? Uh, Chuck, man, I we could go on on about taxes for for hours. It's like one of the biggest, uh, one of my biggest. Uh, it's something that every time I think about it, I get irate. I get so angry about it. It's Your just blood pressure just goes up. <laughs> I'm getting angry right now just thinking about it. So basically, the federal the federal budget in the United States is is 3.8 trillion dollars on average per year. Obviously, every year it's a little bit different, but 3.8 trillion dollars. I think you uh, have some older information. 2021, the government spent 6.82 trillion dollars. Yet they only collected four point zero five, so that's almost double what you had there. So go on. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, a lot of people think about um, think about the the amount that that corporations influence our lives and the amount of uh, you know the amount of power that they have, and that's that's true. But the real the real big boogeyman out there is the federal government they're the ones that have to that do take your money regardless of whether you want to pay or not now we all have kind of a a social contract that we all agree to pay taxes and we all get the benefits from the taxes you know um of course that there there are a lot of people that don't really pay taxes you know uh jeff bezos paid less taxes than you did Guarantee he paid less taxes. Anybody that's listening, he paid less taxes than you. He actually in two thousand and uh, let's see here, uh, two thousand and eleven, um, he earned four thousand dollars. He didn't pay any any taxes. There's a lot of ways you can get out of paying. And let's just say, be clear, that was legal. He didn't break any laws by doing that. That's how much legally he had to pay. No, no dollars. Negative four, four grand is what he paid. Yeah, but you know what the difference so, is? He's got that kind of money, but I got a full head of hair. Eh? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But he can't change that. I mean, I could maybe go out and make some money. He can't grow hair. So, you know, there's yeah, that. That's right. I mean, he can build a giant dick-shaped rocket. Yeah. And shoot himself into space, but he can't use any of that man money to actually make his dick bigger. Right. So, right. you know, I got no problems there, so I don't worry about that shit. I don't need to build giant dick rockets, but I mean, whatever. We're getting sidetracked here, though. Are we? So, so why don't you why don't you go through with uh with me here and and let's talk about. 
the different ways that we pay taxes aside of income tax. All right. Well, the first is is the obvious income tax. Um, then we have uh, now sales tax, right? So we have uh-huh. have taxes. Uh, you know, every time we go on Amazon, anywhere we go, we end up paying sales tax. Right. That that seems like a big you know thing, but that's seven eight percent. Um, you have your other payroll taxes. Think about like social security, um, Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, whatever FICA or yeah, is it FICA? I don't That's not the right one. Um, Medicare, Medicaid. Yeah. There is another one. Um, I, I can't recall on social security. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, then you have taxes on things like that you own. Um, think of your vehicle registration, uh, mm-hmm. your property taxes. Um, some states will break that down right. into school and property taxes. Other places uh, will just basically have that combined um, where they just call it property taxes. Uh, I know in New York on a $250,000 house, I was paying like $8,000 a year, which it's funny for the same, mm-hmm. same value house in, in uh, North Carolina. It's something like $900 a year. So, I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. relative. And I got to say, I didn't feel like I was getting more for my money in New York. Now, the thing I always heard was, well, it's all <laughs> snow removal. You know, snow removal is a big deal. And I'm like, well, I don't really buy it. Because they did a shitty job with the snow removal. That's what I can tell you. Yeah, it was never really good. Um, yeah, so the highest property tax in, in the U.S. is in Connecticut. Okay. And uh, lowest is in Louisiana. Um, but there's a huge there's a huge gap. And you can go through a list, you know, uh, uh, for every state, you know, based on highest to lowest or, or so forth. And... Um, you know, where you live really does play a big part on how, how much of the, of your, your money is going to the, the state government. Right. Then you have a, another one called excise taxes. Now these are separate than your sales tax, but they just kind of want to punish you a little bit. Um, a lot of like some of the things would be like cigarettes, alcohol, soda, gasoline, Gasoline is, I think, 18, 18.5 cents a gallon is federal. Um, mm-hmm. I know in my state, you combine all the local taxes put on a gallon of gas, and I think it's 58 cents a gallon goes to the government right off the top. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, when you tell me, oh, you need my income tax to pay for roads, well, I, I pay 58 cents a gallon. You can't keep that road going right. for 58 cents a gallon. Cause I feel like it's covered there. Um, well, yeah, no, right. but we use that money for other things. Well, uh, if we were making it truly apportioned to the individual, you would think that, you know, Hey, how much gas I buy relates to how much I'm using the road. And yeah. But, okay. I, I digress. Um, there's uh you know they say sin taxes right is is what a lot of those are um usually things they say that have 
harmful side effects. So they're, they're trying to punish you by paying more. Um, I always, you know, they always talk about how that's like, they tax us on things that are good and they tax us on things that are bad. And they always say, well, you know, I just tax you on the bad things. So you'll stop doing it. And then you're like, well, then why are you taxing me on good things? You know, it just doesn't, you know, right. But right. Well, that's what they're trying to do. Uh, That's what they were trying to do. I don't think it's working out, but they wanted to do a hundred percent tax on AR 15s. Yes. For some reason, AR 15s are like the boogeyman of the government. And they're not, I mean, it's like, uh, Every other, every other, every time there's a, there's a, there's a shooting, they always talk about AR-15s. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think most of these people even know what a, what an AR-15 is. No. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of weapon is used. They always call it an AR-15. <laughs> yeah, that um, sounds right. So. Um, the, uh, uh, dude, you, you know, you can send me off on a uh, crazy road talking about AR-15s and, how our government wants to stick it to us. I, I like that uh, that Rittenhouse kid. Remember, he was responsible, not the gun that time. But then, any time somebody right. you know somebody goes shoots up a place, then it's oh, it was the gun. Like we don't even know the guys. Name. Yeah. Like I mean, I know it was in the news and they said it, and I could have paid attention, but I didn't give a fuck. But the kid who shot up the school when all the cops just stood there like losers, whatever in Texas. Yeah. In Texas. We don't know that kid's name, Mm -hmm. but we know he used an AR 15. Cause obviously the AR 15 was the problem, not that kid. Or we don't know the name (laughs) of the kids like mental health professionals, but we know it was an AR 15. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, um, but I don't know why you let me get sidetracked, Kevin. I don't even know why we're allowed to mention guns in this podcast because it just sends us back to yeah. Maybe it's really what people want to hear about anyway. Maybe that's what it comes down to. So anyway, income tax. Now, income tax came about. They wanted to stick it to everybody. We had the 16th Amendment, all right? Because they kept trying to find a way. They were like, well, we can uh, just tax everybody based on their job and we could bring in a lot more money. Things were hurting after the Civil War. We were trying to really recoup from a lot. Turns out if you have to pay for both sides of the battle and then you don't get to take all the spoils to you know, pay off right. your war debts, it kind of makes for an expensive war. Civil War kicked our ass. They kept trying to come up with a way for an income tax. So the problem was in the Constitution, I believe somewhere around Article 9, um, I get in trouble at work because I'm like, yeah, Article 9 says this. And then they're like, who the hell knows what article is what? In the, and I'm like, well, fuck you guys. Read a book. Anyway, so it says that basically the states – have to pay their share based on the size and it has to be like appropriate and relative. And that's where they couldn't do an income tax. And that's why we got the 16th amendment. The 16th amendment doesn't say, Hey, you can tax income. What it says is that you can take tax based on the individual rather than it being 
like equally divided with the states. And that's where you get into right. a difference. Um, but to me, we have a progressive tax system, and that's something I think people don't understand. Now, you're like, oh, well, of course, rich people pay more and poor people pay less. That's only fair. Well, that's not exactly what it means. Progressive means that it changes. So the bottom 10% of earners pay one tax rate. And then as we go up, it gets higher and higher. Kevin, you have the breakdown on this? Yeah. So, so anything, uh, anything over four or anything below 41,775 pays between 10 and 12% taxes. Any, uh, between 41,000 and 89,000, you're looking at 22,000, 22%. Um, 89 to 170,000, 24%. 164,000 to 209,000 a year, you're paying 32%. And uh, anything over $523,600, you're paying 37% income tax. Right. Now it gets. Now, our taxes, yeah, our tax code is, is ridiculously complex, though. So. You might be paying that percentage of tax, but there's 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 uh you know deductions and there's things that that get added on. So you give to charity, you don't have to pay pay tax on that money. Uh, if you if you pay attention, any wealthy person has a charitable foundation. Um, you know that sort of stuff doesn't. You don't have to pay taxes. Also, if you have stocks and your stocks increase in value. You don't pay taxes on that until you sell the stocks. Right. They say you realize so, the gains. Um, right. There you go. Perfect. Now, some income tax or some uh, stocks, you don't have to pay income tax when you cash them out. And it's specifically regarding things like um, college tuition and things like retirement. Um, but, you know, we're really getting in the weeds there when we yeah. get into that sort of stuff. If you're not making over over five hundred thousand dollars a year, you probably don't have to worry about too much of that. Those little deductions, you know. Um, You do some energy efficient stuff in your house, or you, you know, you have kids, and there's, you know, there's a couple of deductions here and there. But the truth of the matter is, you're not really worrying about it until you're making large amounts of money. Yeah, I always think like I'm like, yeah, now I'm making large amounts of money, and then, yeah, not really. I always think like, Not really. I finally made it. I, I've done it. I, I, I do all right. And then it's like, uh, no, come back, try harder. Um, and dude, they just, mm-hmm. the more you work, the more they take. It just hurts and hurts and hurts. You know, they, I don't know. Chuck, what it, come on. You got to keep working. There's millions of people on welfare that are counting that are on counting you. on me. And I'm out there bleeding and, and dying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's, ah, oh, dude. It, it's an ugly world. I, I got a story for you at the end here uh, uh, this week, uh, the excitement. Um. So anyway, now you're thinking, all right, so they're getting us with our property taxes. They're getting us with our sales taxes. They're getting us with our sin taxes. They're getting us with our licensing fees, right? Now, when you register your car, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but also, oh, lifetime hunting license. Oh, 
you know, 750 bucks in New York when I was last there. Um, cause I can't give the example mm-hmm. in my stakes. It's like nothing. It's like 150 bucks is the lifetime access. I was like, <laughs> sign me up. I'm like, yeah. shit, that's like normal year hunting in uh, New York. Um, you know, your fishing yeah. licenses, uh, now tolls on the road, right? That's a tax. Um, mm-hmm. we have, uh, they, in this state, we have white tax fees. Uh, you buy a new refrigerator or something. They charge you like 40 bucks to get rid of the old one. Something like that. Uh, you have right you know just like little bullshit where they nickel that's why i have 15 old refrigerators in my backyard yes yes uh the tires right don't anytime they put on a new tire they charge you like Mm -hmm. four or five bucks to you know it's just over and over again you know everywhere you go they're they're hammering you and the thing is you add it up and you're clearly paying well over 50 percent but it's a lot really to be honest it's more like 70 percent on the money you make you're paying in taxes what it is is basically the fees just get stacked on stacks so somebody a supplier they pay all kinds of taxes to keep their business open they'll pay all these taxes then they sell their parts and things to the next guy next guy puts them all together into a usable product he's paying taxes on land buildings all this stuff then he sends the product. They the eighteen wheelers paying gas tax. Then they're paying for you know all the uh, over the road tolls, fees, things to keep a uh, CDL going and that kind of licensing. The product gets delivered to the store. The store is paying taxes to stay open. Then they charge sales tax and hand you the finished product. That product has been taxed to death before mm-hmm. it's even gotten to the consumer. And I know you're like, well, you know, you can, you don't have to pay taxes on some of the products, but like I said, every step of the process, right? And that some tax is, form of taxes, yeah, that tax paid. is getting passed and on to you as the customer, ridiculous, and it just compounds, right? Now, then I would tell you. Remember, we go back a minute ago. I mentioned all the different fees that we do that the government spends 6.8 trillion in 2021, yet they only collected 4 trillion. And you're saying, well, Chuck, I, I feel like there's a discrepancy there. Um, more than, uh, or less than two thirds is being collected on what's going out. How is that possible, Chuck? Please tell us. That's what you're saying right now. Well, I can tell you. Let me tell you about inflation. Inflation is when we just print more money that we don't even fucking mm-hmm. have. Right. And that's the real tax that you're paying. Because um, the government's really spending like twice as much as what you think because they're just fucking robbing you by changing the value of money. Now you're saying, well, Chuck, that's that's ridiculous. How can they change the value of money? Somebody would have told me something. Well, I'm telling you now. What's happening is they said, hey, you know what? We need more. I need more little jingle jingle in my pocket. Could you just print some more? And that got too hard. That's why they were like, oh, coin shortage. We're not going to print anymore. Fuck it. Then they're like, you know what? 
just go to my bank account and add another zero at the end. Could you do that? And they're like, yeah, we got you, dude. Don't even worry about it. And that that's pretty much how that shit goes on. But the problem is when that happens, all that money that was in your pocket, it's worth less. Because, you know, it goes back to that analogy of, say there's a, uh, you know, a piece of pie, right? A, a pizza. And it's got eight slices. And everybody, you know, we all like pizza. You know, I get the good toppings on my half and you guys can have cheese or whatever the hell normal people do. I, I don't know. Just seems like a mistake to me. Like, why would you not put good shit on it? Like, really, if you don't have It's not even food anymore. I mean, why even be alive? God. Anyway. It's not even food. I mean, I don't even know how you, whatever. I mean, maybe if there's enough garlic on there, we might be able to work something out. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. So we have this pizza. It's got eight pieces. And you want pizza. I have pizza to sell. There's $10 and you have $10. Now, there's two people out there and they have, we'll say $10 each and they both want the pizza. Now, we'll say one guy is Joe Government and the other guy is Kevin. Kevin wants pizza. He has $10. The government says, hey, I'm going to add an extra zero. So now I have $100. Kevin still has $10. Government's like, fuck, I got $100. i will pay up to $50 for that pizza because I want pizza and I'll still have $50 left. Then guess who can't afford to buy pizza anymore? Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin takes it in the ass, and there it is. Fuck. And I get all the pepperoni because I get to mm-hmm. work in the Joe government area here. And exactly. So that's the idea, right? That's how you lose on inflation. Um, that's the simple, you know, happy uh, explanation. I don't know. I'm just saying when they tax the shit out of you, you lose control. You lose decision power. Um just like Kevin said with the AR-15s, right? If we do 100% tax on an AR-15, guess what? Less people are going to buy an AR-15. Or maybe you won't buy seven or eight of them, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds logical because right now you can only afford four. And that's a shitty world. I mean, who wants to live in a Bullshit. world where you can only own four AR-15s? Yeah. I mean, like, why even get up in the morning? You just, that's when you just pull the covers over and are like, fuck it. No, I'm not doing that shit anymore. I'm done. I'm done. And that's how it is, you know? So, hey, you know, you have to, you know, take the world as it is. But that's how we're being robbed. And I just thought, you know, you need to see the bigger picture. Now, it does seem like fighting our government is is a hard battle and by fighting i don't mean going out with ar-15s and and being crazy what i mean is standing up and trying to defend your rights and liberties and you know just maybe saying hey look i'm not gonna take that i'm gonna vote the right way hey it's not fair to pay all these taxes and take it you know while we're laying down here so that's all that's that's where i want to be with that now let me tell you when you want to stand up to the government, well, wait a minute, I got one for you. So you're thinking, well, Chuck, you know, I have four AR-15s. Well, maybe you still have eight because we haven't implemented the, you're going to need magazines for all eight of these 
AR-15s. And I've understood it to be that seven magazines is the magic number you want for okay. every gun you own. So if you own eight, seven times eight, Kevin? Uh, 56. 56. All right. I knew it. I knew it. All right. So 56 magazines sounds like a number that you might have for your AR-15. Now, if you're buying 56 magazines, you're going to need to get the best deal because that's that's going to cost you, right? About 10, 10 bucks a piece. So if we can cut that down to eight dollars a piece, that, that could make really a difference make a in difference your in your budget, in our uh, you know price point. That could make a difference. That could be like, now I have fifty six magazines mm-hmm. and a case of beer. How am I going to do that, Chuck? How am I going to save two dollars on magazines? Let me tell you. You're going to go to ammoseek.com. You're like, wait, Chuck, ammoseek. They just do bullets. They don't just do bullets. You want to find the best deals on magazines? Or maybe you're like, Chuck, you know what's really killing me is 50 cents around. And I went to Ammo Seek and I got the best deal on 5.56 ammo. But I, I like the brass case. I'm a little bougie. And 49 cents around is the best price I could find. I, I really need a better way. And I, I say, let me help you. Friend, friend, let me tell you. 22 long rifle, 22 long rifle. You can change the bolt out. You can throw that in your AR-15 and you can go to the range all day long. Ammo Seek's going to have the 22 ammo cheap. And now here's where Ammo Seek magazines comes into play. You're like, Chuck, the problem is those kits only come with 25 round magazines and Sometimes you can get the mistake kit and and have it in 10 round magazines. What am I going to do? You're going to search in the magazines. You're going to search, type in AR-15 in the keyword. You're going to put in 22 long rifle and you're going to have tons of selection. You know, you're going to find the best price. You know, you're going to get it down and then you're going to be able to go out, hit the range and kick some ass. MOSeek.com. That's what I'm talking about. It's going to make it so that you can go out with your limited budget and kick some ass. So I'm just saying, that's something you might want to be doing this weekend. Sounds good to me. I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, prices are going up everywhere, especially on ammo. You know, it's it's good place to go and make sure you're actually getting the best price, best bang for your buck. Um, now let's talk about times that Americans didn't like paying taxes. You know, we don't like paying taxes now, but we're not like the guys in uh, in the early years of this country that didn't want to pay taxes on whiskey. Um, that was the first tax in the United States implemented by the United States government, and there's a whole fucking rebellion about it. The whiskey so, rebellion? Oh, my Lord. We've always been, yeah, the Whiskey Rebellion. We've always been people that didn't like paying taxes in this country. And somehow, somehow we just lost our edge, you know? We just started taking it up the ass and and, and just uh, laid down and took it. So, you know, the whole country was really started by uh, people being pissed off about taxes. So, let's talk about the... Um, 
Let's talk about the Boston Tea Party. Oh, my favorite. Chuck, what do you know about the Boston Tea Party? Let me, let me tell party. you about the Boston Tea Party. So it started out with, I want to say the Stamp Act. And the Stamp Act came from the British government where they taxed paper, right? Is that the Stamp Act? I think it is. Anyway, whatever. Yep. If I'm wrong, go look it up and, and then tell me I'm wrong and and I'll suck it. I don't know. Anyway, so bottom line is they were taxing everything they could put a stamp on pretty much. Playing cards, letters, newspaper, whatever. They were like stamp, fuck it. You know, kind of like they're trying to do with my guns. Like you're like, oh, short barrel rifle. Right. You got to buy, you know. Stamp. You. Right. Stamp, stamp. And now stamps are $200. So, you know, it ain't cheap. Multiple stamps for a gun. Get out of here. So anyway, I digress. Stamp Act. The people were like, you know what? Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. That's actually what they said. Those were, that was like a quote from the founding mm-hmm. fathers right there. Then. They said, well, yep. all right, we're going we're gonna to get rid of that That because oh, people were trying to find ways around it. And it turns out you can find mm-hmm. ways around paper. So what they said is let's do the Townsend Act. Townsend Act was where they taxed tea. And you're like, wait, I know something about tea and a harbor in Boston. Yep, yep. This is We're getting mm-hmm. in the right direction. This is around 1767, something like that. So anyway, they said, Townsend Act, we're going to tax tea, China, glass, things that are really hard to make for yourself and that are hard to pull off in the colonies and things that you Mm kind of can't do without. So people were kind of like, you know, fuck you. I'm going to stop drinking tea. You know, I don't even like tea. It turns your teeth brown. It, you know, eh, and no. So... They kind of got like, well, we don't know. Now, here's where it gets tricky. They actually repeal the Townsend Act and they get rid of it. So you're like, well, so wait, they weren't taxing tea yet? But the problem is people had already kind of stopped drinking tea because they were like, fuck you, we're going to coffee. And they were sticking it to the man. Mm -hmm. So. Because America. Hair on your chest and, you know, the whole thing. Right. So it's weird mm-hmm. how we're so indoctrinated to the one over the other. It's kind of funny. But anyway, so mm-hmm. then we had something that's actually going to cause the Boston Tea Party to come into effect called the Tea Act. Now you're thinking the Tea Act, they probably just put a big tax on tea. That's what that would sound like. But what it did actually was said no tax on tea, but the British people would be the only ones who could import the tea or the British company could be the only ones. Cause it actually was right. American ships that, that were on there mm-hmm. they, and they put it in and then the American guys were like, fuck you. I won't do it. You tell me. And they just said no. But the bottom line is my point is we weren't getting taxed shit back then. And they started a whole revolution. And now we're getting hammered, you know, five ways from Sunday. And we're like, please, sir, may I have some more? And, you know, <laughs> it's it's just wrong. We just, it's time to reflect and think back. I don't know. Think of how hard we're working. So anyway, I got this, uh, taxes are, 
are, are too much. Um, my point is, we don't need to revolt against the taxes and whatever. It's kind of already too late for that. We already missed that that ship. That ship has sailed. What I'm saying is, learn to do for yourself. Learn to live off the land. Mm-hmm. Learn to barter and trade and provide as much of your necessities to both protect your family and protect what you have, protect your, you know, your resources, your valuables, your whatever. And you do that by being able, by being self-sufficient. The less you're dependent on a government, the less control they have over you and the less they can tax and take away from you. If you kind of know the skills and know how to take care of yourself, then you can find ways to live a fulfilling and happy life without big brother far up your bunghole. Um, a, mm-hmm. a cell phones, right? Imagine if you could live in a world without a cell phone and how many separate taxes they put in there. You know, you're paying like an extra 15 or 20 bucks a month just to the government to, you know, have that line in existence because I'll allow you to stare at your phone. Just give me a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. Kevin, taxes, anything else? Or you feel like we've covered it? Yeah, let's uh let's let's do a quick run through here. Uh the Panama Papers. Oh. Um that was uh eleven point five million leaked documents. Um they were published in uh the beginning of, of April two thousand sixteen. Um by Baston Obermeyer. Basically, what we figured out is that a lot of wealthy people were hiding their money so they didn't have to pay taxes. Um, so uh, Daphne uh, Galzia, uh, she was in uh, Malta, um, she, and she published all the people that were in Malta not paying taxes, and uh, her car exploded. Ooh. So just a heads up, you might not want, not want to make rich people mad by by letting everyone know they're not paying taxes. Snitches, Pope, snitches. Uh, ProPublica. That's right. ProPublica came out. That was um basically it was the tax uh the tax returns of several extremely wealthy people. Um for example, George Soros paid no federal income tax at all between 2016-2018. Average billionaire in the United States pays an 8.2% effective tax rate. So keep that in mind when you think about uh, think about all the welfare moms. You know, Jeff Bezos is really a welfare mom. Um, and uh, yeah, so look into that stuff if you're interested. Now, there are a lot of ridiculous taxes throughout history. But one I want to talk about real quick was... Peter the Great in 1698. Uh, this asshole put a tax on beards. Oh. Ridiculous. Now, I'm glad we didn't live in Russia in, in, in uh, the 1600s. It was kind of bullshit. Um, not interested in paying a beard tax. I'm not shaving it. Now, I'm not paying a tax on it. Just to put it out there for the federal government if they think about pulling some bullshit like that. You're not going to do it. Okay. Um, I mean, that's the line. Basically, he, what what he did was he traveled to the he traveled to Europe and saw that everybody didn't have beards. Mm. So when he came back to Russia, he's like, "Yeah, we got to be more like those guys." So made it expensive to have beards. But really, what it did was it made made people see how it was prestigious to have a beard then because it cost money. 
Mm. You know? Kind so of the, the wealthiest people all had beards. Does it backfire if everybody's paying? I mean, then you kind of are like, well, yeah, no, I got it works money. out fine. Yeah. yeah I wanted to get rid of money. those beards. Uh, they're not like sticking it to anybody. I got a big bag of cash. And uh-huh. yeah, I'm down for a big bag of cash. All right. All right. But yeah, that's basically all I, all I got here for today. All right. So here's, here's the excitement I got for the week. So, we had the big uh, like OSHA recordable over at uh, work over the weekend. So this is actually uh-huh. last weekend. Um, so my job, I'm basically uh, an electrician for a, a big factory. And, and I fix like machines that do scary machine things like you saw in your your school videos in the 1900s or something, but instead we have safety gates unlike back then. So anyway, I do, uh, one of the things that electricians do in a, in a factory is uh, they, they say uh, like controls. So you have uh, like logics programs. Um, what it is is basically they, they pass out how a machine's going to operate and you can change it and, make it do different things and tell it what safety things need to be implemented and whatever. And you go in and look at that stuff. So I'm sitting in the, uh, the shop there the other day on Saturday and uh, we get this call. Oh, you know, we need to come over to this machine, come over to machine 10. And they're like, you should hurry. I'm like, all right. I don't know what that means, but Okay. Cause I always hurry. I'm, I'm the symbol of efficiency, you know? So I mm-hmm. grab my tools and, and we load up in our little buggy and drive on over and we're like, Hey, and half the plan is standing around staring. And we're like, well, what's this about? You know I mean? I'm pretty good to watch, but you know, come on. Mm, not that exciting. No, not that exciting. So I go over and sure enough, guys got, we have this, uh, a, a torque station that comes down and torques a bunch of bolts. Turns out there was a bolt missing. And this guy was like, you know, I bet I'm faster than that machine. And luckily we added the, the obstacle of a safety gate. So obviously right. the way around that would be to take a chair and set it next to it, stand up so you can lean over the safety gate. Cause that would only make sense. Right. And reach your hand in and get that bolt in. Well, it turns out he was not as fast as he thought. So the machine comes down and, and kind of pinches his hand in between, uh, you know, in between basically the base of the machine and the, and the torque station. So we come up and we're like, what you got? And they're like, yeah, um, his hand's in there. We need to figure out how to get his hand out. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So... Of course, I'm like the the only freaking, you know, electrician, whatever, becomes my headache. So I'm like, all right, I got to mm-hmm. go in and find out because I don't know what the hell he did, like how he got to this, you know, point. So I go in and I'm looking right. around and I, 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 you know, what's moved where and whatever. All right, I can handle this. Give me a second. Go over, look up, you know, hey, well, what am I going to do to move this out? What needs to happen? All right. And then they're like, well, wait, we don't know how bad it is. 
we don't know if it's going to be one of those things where you lift it up and then blood starts spraying all over everybody and who knows what. Because we really just don't right, know. Right, right. The guy's wearing a glove. Yeah, when people are, are pinched in this stuff, you want to be careful about unpinching it because who right. knows what's going to happen. Well, it might be just holding all the blood in. get out that, well, am I going to move it the right way? So the problem is if I tell it to do something, now I can work around it in the logic, but typically – if I hit a button to return something, it just returns all the way. Whereas if uh, we, you can valve things where you just move the hydraulic valve and you can kind of control mm-hmm. how fast. Now, some are detented where if you hit the thing that the hydraulic valve, it'll go all the way also, but other ones will move slowly. Like as you press it, it'll go. So anyway, right. we work all that out. We have it ready. And they're like, look, wait for the medical people. Now we have on-site doctors at, at the factory I work at. So they're, dude, okay. they are so, so, apparently you can call the electrical maintenance people and not even tell them it's an emergency and I can get there five minutes ahead of you. All right. If you're a mm. doctor, I, I don't know how that is. Cause they're like sitting around with their head up their ass. So they come over and they're like, well, what do we do? And we're like, what? Wait, no, it's the other way. You're supposed to tell me what to do. And they're like, well, what do you, why'd you call us? And we're like, well, his hand's in there. You can see that. Well, yeah, but what are we going to do about it? Well, I'm like, Larry, look, so I'm going to lift this up. His hand's going to come out. I don't know if it's bad. It may not be bad, maybe bad, whatever. He seems to be crying and about to go into shock. He thinks it's bad. But, um, you know, hey whatever. Maybe you want to get like a tourniquet. Maybe you want to have a backboard because I know he's in shock. So you can kind of lay this guy down and carry him out of here and be ready to go. Well, I don't know. We don't really do this kind of, this is what you need to do to get ready. And so we're like arguing for like a minute and I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit this Mm -hmm. button. And then I say, look, you know, I have this, it's a real tight space. And I'm like, I have this computer thing here. You got your backboard. I'm pretty much standing on top of it. I'm going to fold this up and get out of the way so you can grab this guy and and take him out of here. And they're like, well, you do what you have to do. You're kind of running this thing. And I'm like, no, that's kind of not how it should be at all. Dude, I have no faith whatsoever. So anyway, get this all worked out. We get the guy out of there. He goes off to the hospital. Everything's fine. Dude, he didn't even, didn't even break the bones in his hand i don't even know how because it was all swollen and <laughs> it looked like the claw you know it was, it was bad but um, uh-huh. it worked out okay um i mean you know sure they fired him because you know that's what we do but mm-hmm. side of that it was it was all good but anyway we get him out of there and and, and then the next day i come back over and i'm talking to the the new guy who's operating the machine and he's like oh man he goes, I saw you come over and I was like, thank God, at least he knows how to fix things. And I'm like, but I don't fix hands, you know, like what the hell, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so that's actually, what happens. Don't stick your hands in moving, moving equipment. I actually told you that story because can I tell you, well, apparently there's a two job opportunities that maybe some of you want to come out huh? looking for a new job. I might know a place if you send me an email. 
Um, one, they're looking for guys who can put bolts in things. That that job might be okay out. without getting their hand crushed. Well, yeah, either way. Um, but what okay. I would also say is, if you're that smart electrician guy who knows how to work on control stuff, and you want to live where taxes are low and the cost of living is low, and make a pretty decent salary, we might have an opportunity for you. So if you're some kind of an electrician and you're looking for an opportunity, then you may want to uh, shoot me an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. I'm just saying there's openings. Mm-hmm. So, and then I will right. let you if know. You all, if you have uh, Fortune 500. If you have show ideas, you can email us to the same, same email address, preppingbadass at gmail.com. And with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.